Hi, this is the See You Next Tuesday podcast. We have dirty words and shit potholes throughout the entire episode. Our name literally spells cunt. How could you not know what was coming? Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome back Hi. to the See You Next Tuesday podcast. I'm Jesse. I'm Amanda. <sighs> you made it another week in January. Barely. <laughs> I almost died. <laughs> Please don't die. I'm going to try real hard. Okay. Thank you. I really appreciate you doing that <laughs> for all of us. I mean, if you just don't want to lose your podcasting partner. I get <sighs> it. You know how it is. I have to find a new one and then I got to do the whole thing and yeah. pain in the ass. Yeah. Make sure they're good at marketing. <laughs> I get exactly. it. I, I get it. I get it. So I have to ask you a quick question. Uh-huh. Did you watch any like new shows over the break or any new movies that you're like, oh my God. I gotta tell you about this. Oh, actually, yes, there was one, and I don't remember what it was. Okay. I don't remember. I'm gonna get into mine and let me know if you remember. Okay. I watched White Lotus season two on HBO Max, which now you have, correct? I have it, but I think I'm gonna get rid of it because there's nothing really that interests me on there. What? Oh my God. The amount of true crime documentaries alone um, is insane. I don't watch any true crime anymore because I'm always researching for this, that now when I watch TV, I want to watch anything but that. That reminds me, now I know what I'm watching. Go finish. Okay. (laughs) Obviously, there are a lot of other stuff down there too, too. Oh, and Legendary, the the ballroom show you need to watch with our LBGTQIA plus people. (gasps) Oh, that reminds me of the other one I watched. It's incredible. You would freaking love that show. There's so much Sade shade thrown it's amazing it's a great show but so white lotus season two amazing glass onion did you watch that it was good it's a good it's like a it's like like an old-timey murder mystery you know like one of those Mm -hmm. and i I watched the other one the the was it the murder on the nile or something like that the agatha christie Mm -hmm. one it was good but yeah i think those are the ones i watched besides that it's been literally just re-watching svu because for some reason that's comforting to me yeah ready for what I watch? I'm excited. I told you about this and everyone needs to get Discovery Plus. Go watch it. It is fucking fabulous. Drag Generation. Is that what it's called? Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember you mentioning this show. It is young people who do drag. Some of them are identify as she, her, some of them are non-binary, some of them are gay. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is amazing that a parent created this event for children who are part of the community to... And do drag to have this safe space Mm -hmm. to go and do it in. And they get drag mothers to help them. Which I love. It is fucking amazing. I love it so much. I like, I want to know when the next event is because I want to go to Colorado and see it and support them. And like in person. Yes. Can you go in person and watch the shows? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Well, we need to go to Colorado anyway. Yes, for more than many one reason. reasons. For many, 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 many reasons. Many reasons. <laughs> but yes, 
Amazing. My family may actually be going to Colorado this year, but that's a whole other and thing real that quick, doesn't involve this. Side but. note that we need to, you and I got a chance to see some drag queens over the holiday together. Oh, we did. We <laughs> played so drag fun. bingo. We did play a little bit of drag bingo, which was so fun. Uh-huh. It was, a, you had to guess the song. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. I got them. Like two notes of Christina Aguilera. She was like, this is it. This is Christina Aguilera's Christmas album. And I know because I bought it. <laughs> 2005 and I'm like this I'm like (laughs) fuck is this oh my god it was so fun and it was just we went to like a pride event at a local like light show thing for the Mm -hmm. holidays we have around town here and it was bananas fun like let's be real the rainbow army knows how to throw a fucking party Uh uh-huh okay Mm -hmm. I'm sorry Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. hands down amazing I you know what? I had like the best conversation mm-hmm. with a trans man. Mm-hmm. Like it was, Jesse was like, okay, it's time to go now. <laughs> like we got to finish, we got to finish the trail. We got to go around and see everything else. And you're like, okay, cool. We'll come back. And no, I get it. It was, it was so much fun. Yeah. Like it, it was great. It was great. Yeah. And what was the other thing you were watching? Sorry. I interrupted you just to- that. No, no, it's okay. They are used to our tangents. So I watched that. That's amazing. I think everyone should go watch it. And then I am late to the party on everything, you guys. So don't yell at me when you've seen the entire series and you've watched it and you thought it was great. And you're like, why the fuck are you just not jumping on this train? Old lady, late to the party and everything. Chicago Fire. Oh, you know, I haven't seen it either. Is it good? It's fucking great. Great. Compared to a Law and Order, like compare that. Is I've it similar? Never watched Law and Order. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you just say to my face? Have you watched Law and Order SVU? No. Oh my god. Oh. Okay. The podcast has to end right now, y'all. Okay. I'm sorry. We cannot do the rest of this podcast, like at all, ever again. You you want to wipe because I was watching CSI. I mean, yeah, and plus. I mean, CSI is like a good addition too. Also, you know what I've been doing for the last 20 fucking years? I've been raising fucking kids and watching fucking Nickelodeon, Jess. I'm not saying, I'm not judging you, but I'm judging you because SVU, bitch, like fucking, it's like the, it's the true crimers podcast or like show. It's our show. It's what we watch. Oh my God. You have got to start it. It's free on Hulu. Did you, did you not hear what I've been doing for 20 yeah, years? Yeah, but now you're not. So you're fine. Now you got plenty of time. You got all this time. <laughs> Yes, I'm going to pencil that in between 1 a.m. and 1.03 a.m. Okay, good. That's the only free time I have. I seriously cannot believe you've never seen, not even an episode of SVU. I mean, probably like a little bit here and there, but I've never like watched it. But I'm currently watching Chicago Fire, so that's going to have to come next. Okay, I will say, if I'm understanding Chicago Fire, I've seen the previews. He's got the guy with a really deep, deep voice, right? I don't know what guy that is. You know what I'm talking about? He's like... Sandy blondish hair, and he's like, that's super deep voice. I don't know. Anyway, you would love it. You would love SVU. It's phenomenal. That's why it's been on the air for 25 years or whatever. Do you want me to get into a show that's been on the air for 25 years? No, I'm just saying, like, you could literally throw on any season and you'd be fine. You'd be well up to speed. It's great. Benson and Stabler. See my girl Mariska on it. I just love her more and more every day. 
Anyhow. Amazing. Chicago Fire. I have good, heard good things. I've heard no, good it, things. It is great. My 14-year-old son will watch it with us. Mm. So anything I can get him in and hanging out, that's like a good thing. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. This. Sometimes I think this kid should go into TV. Like not be on TV, but like something because he's like... He's like, the side characters and the side stories. It has great side stories. The side characters are great. That guy, he's my favorite. The side character is my favorite. He has great side stories. I'm like, who are you? What are you talking about right now? I'm yeah. like, okay, mini Steven Spielberg. <laughs> You're like, all right, dude, whatever, man. All right, Steven Jr. <laughs> and then it. he'll like leave the room and he'll be like, yeah, can you tell me what happens with Kelly and the girl that's accusing him of rape? Like, let me know what happens with that. And you're like, okay. Okay. I'm sure. Like, you could just stay down here. He's like, well, I know it's going to take like three episodes and I'm going to go back and play video games. So just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dude. That's hilarious. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you're getting into that. I need to I need to expand a little bit more. I've just been in comfort zone mode of watching things that make me feel fine because of the world is not fine right now. So that's why I've been rewatching SVU. Well, and he's like contemplating being a firefighter when he grows up. Is he does he still want does he want to do that? Maybe. He's got honestly, I love all his different plans because he's had a few. It was firefighter. Mm-hmm. Video game tester, yes? No, 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 no. He wants nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that. So here's, he doesn't know what he wants to do because, you know, he's 14. You shouldn't. No. Fuck, I don't even know what I want to do. I, I don't know what I, I want to do when I'm 43. Mm-hmm. All he knows, all he knows is he just wants to help people. I love that. I love that. My kid that looks like Chuggy. <laughs> wants to do the antithesis of it, which uh-huh. is helping people. Yeah. 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 That's that's a good thing, though. Uh-huh. That uh-huh. shows you that the serial killer demon didn't actually get into him. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. the real Chucky. So we're good. But he could become a firefighter and then be the arsonist. Mm. Creating his own mm-hmm. fires. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. He'll be fine. I'm sure he'll be fine. There was an episode about that, too. Oh, yeah. See, that's why I don't understand. That's exactly... Dude, you need to watch this video. This is, like, my quest now. You have to... Mm. I told you I'm going to between one o'clock and one o three a.m. Because that's my only free time. I just it's SVU. It's it's. Let me tell you, I I haven't even had time to go. finish my Lego elephant. My daughter got me for Christmas. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I'm so fucking close. So close. Let's talk about that. Okay. So first off. I was so stoked to give you your presents. You have no idea. Okay, so we didn't do this on the air like we did last time. So I we know. need to tell people. Okay, so let's tell I people. Know. I did you. finish those. I saw. So what the fuck did I give you? I got you Legos. Succulents and I, the two-in-one wreath. And the wreath, the Christmas wreath and thingy. And the slippers. Oh, Yitty slippers. Uh-huh. And the little Lego guy keychain. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, and the Lego book. Yeah, the 12th day Christmas Lego uh-huh. book. And then you got me a Lego mug, which uh-huh. I love. I have on my desk. I was so excited about that. Amazing. And your successories. Yes. Oh, to putting together Legos uh-huh. and everything else. And like it. Oh my God. Which Lord knows I need. So yeah, we had a good Lego Christmas, everybody. Uh-huh. Hope y'all did too. Or holiday. Whatever holiday you celebrate. Yeah. We just happened to celebrate this because honestly, because we're in the US. I mean, that's about really about it, right? Yeah. Like we don't really hold any... 
Yeah, I, I celebrate Christmas because that's what I grew up celebrating, yeah. not because I am religious. Mm-hmm. You can celebrate Festivus like we do, <laughs> with the airing of the grievances and shit. It's yeah, I can't tell you. People who know that I'm not religious and that I'm like, oh, God, the shit, the shit. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was so excited about my wine advent calendar from Costco... Let me tell you how great that is. Okay, first off, did but, you did you finish the wine advent calendar? Oh my god, I was so stoked when you got it. It was and it was thirty days or twelve? No, twenty four. Twenty four. That's what it was. Twenty four days of a of a bottle each. They're like half bottles, but they're like like the mini, not mini. Yeah, half bottles. They're half bottles. Yeah. Did you finish it all? First off, did you stick to each day? I did not drink wine every single day. Okay, I'm mad. I I'm just want to let everybody know. <laughs> I actually do not drink every day. So I did not drink a half bottle of wine a day. It, I think I still have like maybe one or two little bottles left. They were amazing. They, dude, they looked good. Like, they were amazing. I stopped sending you pictures because I forgot. But they were fucking amazing. You have to do that now, again. There were two, I would like them to even out the reds and the whites a little bit more. There were way more reds than whites. Oh, okay. I prefer white wine. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I would like that even out a little bit more. But I 100% think everyone should purchase this every single year. I think it's a phenomenal idea. I mean, why not? You know? I mean, plus you get to try different wine and then be like, ooh, I really like this. Then you can go buy it you know, yes. later. I'm sure that's the idea behind it, of course. But My husband hates it because I saved every single little bottle. <laughs> and he's like, can we get rid of these bottles, please? Do you like collecting bottles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. They're so cute. But I have a plan for them. Oh. He's going to make me like a railing shelf type thing in our game room. Uh-huh. And I'm going to put them up in the game room as like decoration. Oh, in the, like around the uh-huh. top. That'd be cool. Yeah. 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 But so somebody said to me, because you know, I was excited about this when I bought it. And I didn't open it till December 1st. Right. Because that's... What you're supposed to do. Correct. They were like, somebody who doesn't believe in God bought an advent calendar. Who's, who, what? Somebody said that to you? Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sorry, what? I was like, no, I bought 24 bottles of wine. Okay. Last I remember, Jesus turned water into wine, so shut the fuck up. How about them apples? Eh? Like... (laughs) Right? I'm like, oh, somebody who does believe in God is a fucking judgy bitch. Right? Like, chill. Dude. Not your business. Wow. I know. Do you have any other... Oh, speaking of, we haven't gotten into stories. We've just been kind of like shooting shit. But do you have any stories this week you want to tell? Or anything? Not that I can really tell. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing nothing I can say out loud. (laughs) So I took some time off work at Christmas to spend with my kids, right? Mm -hmm. My, so glad you my did. My daughter was home from school. She came home for about a week. Oh, good. She was home for about a week. We took a little ride to the ER. Did I tell you about this? No. Not for me. Oh, thank God. Not but even still, what the fuck? Not for me. So it was the day after our little jaunt to the lights. Yeah. The next day. Okay. After our, our photos with the drag queens. Uh-huh. So I got home that night and I was in a lot of pain. Just 
you know, yeah, anything. So I had to finish our Christmas cookies and I woke up the next day and I was still in a lot of pain and I was like, princess, can you finish the Christmas cookies for me? She's like, sure, mom, no problem. I already had dough made and everything that just need to be rolled out, cut out, baked, right? Mm-hmm. So we got new knives on Black Friday. Nice. We got the ninja knife sets in the block. Oh, yeah. Do you know how sharp these knives are? Oh, no. I can't imagine. Our old knives were very, very dull. Very dull. She didn't realize we had new knives, so when she couldn't get the plastic off the sprinkles, she grabbed one of those knives and tried to cut the plastic off the sprinkle. Oh, no. She stabbed herself in the hand. Oh, my God, no. So, my pod hubby, when I got home that night, he had just gotten a call from work. And he had to go into work at 11 o'clock at night. You did tell me that. And I was like, oh, that sucks. So he got home right before this happens. Okay. So he went to sleep because he ended up not having to go into regular work that day because he had worked all night. Okay, good. And Jordan's like, mom, I just cut myself. And she's like, I really think I need to go to the hospital. And I'm like, you know what? Let's have dad look at it because like. That's the way I'm like, I need a hospital. Right. Yeah, because like sometimes it's like it look it's bleeding more than it doesn't need stitches. So she's right. paper towel and she's like, no, I really need to go to the hospital. So I'm like waking him up and she's like, no, please take me, please take me, please take me, please take me. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, gotcha. Never mind. So let's go. Yet again, my husband with the shoes. He's like, shut up shoes on. What the <laughs> That's hilarious. So, okay, do we want to give them a little context here? So let's just say this. I'll let you give them context, like with the shoe thing. So I personally thought I needed to go to the ER the other day. Mm-hmm. I didn't have shoes on. He made me stop. Put your shoes on before you went to, to get shoes put on. <laughs> Which is, I, I get it. Like, I understand it. I understand the thought of, no, 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 we want to make sure you're comfortable and you have everything you need, but at the same time, if we're going to the ER. He explained it to me the next day. Please. I ended up not going. It was a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I ended up not going, but he explained it to me the next day. He's like, I don't want you walking around barefooted in the ER. You will get more sick from being barefooted in the ER. He goes, I'd rather have you walk around barefooted in a gas station bathroom than the ER. Really? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> now, for his job, he goes in hospitals and things like that all the time. Yeah. So he sees a lot. Sure. That's fair. That's so. understandable. No, yeah. Okay. So same situation, but now it's pod daughter. And he's like, put some shoes on. It's like, dad, my my hand is in peril. So she's like, got a paper towel on her hand. And so I'm like, okay. In my head, I'm thinking I'm going to take her to like, one of the little clinics that's yeah. close to the house. Of course. We leave the house and then she's kind of freaking out a lot and it's bleeding. So I'm like, you know what? There's a standalone ER right in the same direction we're going. I'm going to go there. I'd already made that decision, but then she passed out in the car. Oh God. I'm now in complete panic mode and I'm trying to wait. I'm in a stoplight. I'm trying to wake her up as I'm trying to like 
figure out where my phone is because now I'm panicking, figure out where my phone is and figure out how I'm going to tell the ambulance where we're at as we're driving down the road because I can't wake her up. Mm -hmm. Because when we got in the car, so this was when it was third, it was below freezing. Yeah. You know that next day it was below freezing. Yep. She wanted the window down. Oh, that's not good. No. That's something's wrong. Right, right, right. So she passed out. I'm trying to wake her up. So I, I wake her up. She passed out. Her eyes were still open. So I'm like, I think she's dead. <laughs> yeah. You're like, which you know inherently isn't true because she hasn't lost that amount of blood. There's no reason for that to have happened. But obviously in the panic of the moment, yeah, who wouldn't? With eyes open, you'd be like, right. oh my God, what's happening? So, so I wake her up and then I'm like, I need you to keep talking to me. Like, yeah. I, I need you to keep talking. Talk to me about work or your college or whatever. So she's like, talk, talk, talk. And so then I'm like trying to think of questions to ask her as I'm fucking panicking. Yeah. Fucking panicking. Oh my God. So I'm asking her about her roommate. I'm asking her about her classes. I'm asking her about her roommate's family, like everything to keep her talking. And I'm like about to, and I'm like debating in my head, do I hit the hazards and just fucking like gun it? Like, what do I do? Like at some point, you know, my car's a standard. Like I fucking burned up my clutch and my gears. Like I could smell it burning when we got to the ER. Oh shit. You, cause you were so panicked. You were like, oh, right. I what's happening here? I fucking pulled up to that standalone ER. I didn't even park. I pulled up in front of the fucking doors Fucking got out, got my kid out, got her inside. I'm like, this is what's going on. And they were like, is she over 18? I'm like, yes, she is. They're like, we're getting her ID. I'm like, I got it. I at least had enough thought when I left the house to grab her wallet. Oh, smart. Okay, good. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't have. I would have been like, why do you need her fucking ID? Who gives a shit? Just help her. You know what I mean? That'd be me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So they wheeled her in. You know, I gave them her ID and they wheeled her in. I'm like, I got to go in my car because I just fucking... I'm in, I'm in the, the front. I'm basically parked inside the front of this place. So please let me move my car for a second. So they oh, get God. her in like, oh, by the way, because of all the pain I was in, I had eaten a gummy not that much before all of this happened. Oh, no. So to calm yourself down a little bit, take the edge off, right? No, no, no. Because I was in pain. I had oh, because of your hands. Because my leg, I was in a lot of pain that morning from yes. all the walking and stuff we had done and right. the cold weather. Yeah. So before this even happened, I had eaten a gummy. And then as I'm getting in the car, my husband's staying in the door. And I'm like, I shouldn't be driving. Right. You're like, and he and was this like, is well, not. I will take her. And I'm like, I don't have time for you to get dressed. You don't have shoes on. We know how you feel about hospital. <laughs> you need shoes. some shoes. Tell her my shoes. I like, she doesn't have time for you to be able to take her. Oh my God. So here I am. We get her into the room. She's stopped bleeding by this point, but she's white as a ghost. Like she's completely white. Is she sweaty? No. Okay. But she's freezing. Like she's she's shaking. cold. She's okay. freezing. Yeah. So they get her stitched up. They say, do you want the fancy bandage or do you want a regular bandage? And she's like, I'll just take a regular bandage. She's stitched up. She's good. She's fine. But they said, because you pass out before you leave, we're going to take you for a little walk. Make sure you're right. okay. A little loop around. Just make sure you're cool. Soon as she gets up and walks out the room door, her hand just starts fucking gushing again. What the hell? Nurses are like, what? They're like, raise your arm, put pressure on it. They just start fucking freaking out. And so the nurse goes, you don't get just a mandate. You get the fat, fancy pressure bandage now. Yeah, you do. So she had actually nicked 
her muscle. That's how far down it went. They think that maybe she nicked her artery a little bit too, and that's why it started bleeding again. At some point while we were there, I think all the adrenaline and everything wore off. And like I said, I had had a gummy and I was like, Jordan was nauseous, so they had given her a vomit bag. Yeah. I said, I think now I'm nauseous. And the nurses go, let's give mom a bag too. I go, I'm not really going to throw up. They go, we like to be better safe than sorry. Uh, yeah. Also think about this way. Let's just say you did. That's less for them to clean up. Right. They don't want to have to like, like mop a whole floor. They're like, let's throw this away. Oh my God. Well, so, okay. So she, she, she did it, man. If she's going to stab herself, she's going to stab herself apparently. So what happened? So they stitched her back. They gave her the, the pressurized bandaid. Mm-hmm. And then what? They sent us on our way. Oh. They it, gave us like gauzes and extra pressure wrap. And that was it? That was it. They were like, you need your stitches out in seven to 10 days. Uh, it, it, but she's fine, right? Like yes. after that, no more passing out, no more no, anything? No more okay. passing out, no more nothing. So yeah, I told her, so she has actually passed out before when she was really sick with like a cough and a cold and stuff. Like mm-hmm. she was in the kitchen helping cook dinner and she just started feeling nauseous and bad and she just passed out, which caused a 911 call and an ambulance ride to the hospital. And basically they, there's a fancy medical term for it, but there's no reason for it. Your body just resets itself. What? Yeah. Oh my God. Like a power button on a computer. You just go boop. Uh And it just Mm -hmm. powers down. So after that, we took her to her pediatrician and they did blood work and stuff. And they said her iron was low. Okay. Yeah. So she was, she was taking iron. Mm -hmm. She got some birth control. Apparently her birth control is iron. So she thought she didn't need to take her iron anymore. No. Yeah. You need to take it because it actually depletes your iron on birth control. It goes the other way. So what I remember. I was like, no sis. So I immediately get on H-E-B, because they also didn't have some of the stuff I needed when I ordered groceries that day. So I ordered the stuff I didn't have, and I ordered her some iron. And I'm like, oh, it is a 500-count bottle. I will take that one. Now you don't need iron for a year. Yeah. Take it every day. I was like, and when you go back to school, maybe find yourself like a primary care doctor and go get some tests done. Yeah. Which on campus they have. Yeah, she said she was going to go to the clinic, and I think that's where she went to get her stitches taken out. I was going to say, yeah, that makes more sense, but damn. So you got new knives. (laughs) Ninja, they're real sharp, guys. That's a hell of an endorsement for the product. Do we need a sponsorship? Ninja knives, they'll make you go to the ER the day before Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I'm glad she's okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, so she, right in between her thumb and her forefinger? Yeah, like right here. Oh, God, you know that hurt like a son of a bitch, too. Because, like, even sometimes just pressing that with your fingers hurts. Yeah. Yeah, she, the nurses were like, we're going to give you some of these sterile gauze pads. That way, in case it starts bleeding again, you can use this on it. And it's sterile. I go, unlike the paper towels we came in with. <laughs> I just, you're over here with, like, a fucking bounty roll. Just... <laughs> So you're saying this isn't sterile? Oh, my bad. Well, you know. Do what you gotta do. I mean... Oh, God. What do you do when you got yourself? You put the paper yeah, towels on it. Whatever's close to you. Literally. It could be anything. Yeah. Well, crisis averted. Did she have like a... Was she able to grab things or is it still a little weird for her? I don't know. I haven't... She's back at school. Oh, okay. Yeah. God. 
You've had an eventful month, I feel like, that past month in December. There was a lot going on. Yeah. Like, it was a break in, in quotes, but it wasn't really... Not for me. No. I'm telling you, I fe- sometimes I feel like I just need a camera crew following me around. <laughs> the Amanda Show. Uh-huh. And my theme song is... It's a circus theme. It should be like Clarissa explains it all, but it's Amanda explains it all. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my God. But look, I can do my own nails now. Yeah, girl. I was going to say, those look like fucking, I have press-ons and mine don't even look that good. So I showed you what I got, right? I do all the nails and then I glue them on. Yeah. So they're press-ons that you then design. And then you so press them on? I buy the acrylic nails. Uh-huh. I paint them and I do them all and then I glue them on instead of gluing them on and then doing them. Right. Yeah, cuz it's hard to I even bought these little things that you put the nails on with like the this tacky stuff. It's like the tacky stuff that you hang stuff to the wall with. Oh yeah. But like, you put the nails on the little stand. Kind of like a little sticky glue almost. Not not glue, but like a ball of like yeah, wall tack. Yeah. Yeah. So you put the nail on the little thing uh-huh. and you paint it all and you do your little design and you put it you put it in your little baker. Yeah. <laughs> like you would if it was your hand. Uh-huh. You do everything. And then you just and put just them on your glue them nail. Amazing. You're always one step ahead in the nail game. You know that, right? Like, you're always onto the trend, like, either at the forefront of it or right as it's happening. And I'm always like, like, oh, that's such a good idea. I can do nails for you. I Seriously, with what time? Is this after you watch SVU? F- 104 to 106 a.m.? Girl, yes. no. But thank you for Because I enjoy doing this. They look great. Have you thought about a second career as a nail tech? Because honestly... I don't have the patience. Mm, people are shitty. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. Good point. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to go to school. If I don't go to school and just do the nails, then people don't like that. Like the health commissioner or whatever. Ugh, regulations. <laughs> but I was thinking... Here's what I was thinking... I could paint these nails and just sell them as sets oh, on yeah. Etsy. Oh, 100%. People buy them all the time. All Instagram. I see them on Instagram all the time because I follow nail, like OPI and shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do it. Because then that's not like a health violation. Like no. if I was doing somebody's nails. Exactly. And all you're doing is providing a service. Like it's just like, like anybody selling like fake nails. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Love that idea. Ooh, stay tuned. For a second, 14th business that we're going to try <laughs> to come up with. hustle. Oh my God. I'm going to do between 307 and 307.6 a.m. <laughs> exactly. Every day. Oh God. I uninstalled TikTok off my phone. Yeah, smart. I don't blame you. Well, also because who knows how long it's going to last in this country in the next six That's months. That's not even why. That's not even why. Oh, it's just because it's a time suck. I haven't been on it mm. in a very long time because once I get on it, I'm like four hours later. Yes. Yes. And so I just. Yeah. Gone. Gone. Yeah. It's I, gone. I get that. I used to be same. I used to, I had to, at one point on my phone, put one of those time limits 
on that app because I was, and it would like time out and go, you can't use it anymore. Do you want 15 more minutes? I'm like, hell yeah. You know, skip for today. I'm like, hell yeah, skip for today. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like my whole day is this, this is not good. So yeah, real quick update, Dylan, our girl, uh-huh. did you see an, uh, well, you're on TikTok. So let me give you an update. She is getting, she just got surgery on her face. That actually was like a whole. You saw it? News. Okay. Thing. I think like TMZ reported it or something. Okay. Yeah. So we're sending you best wishes, Dylan, and we hope for a speedy recovery because I know I can only imagine how painful that must oh, be right yes. now for you. Yes. And it's, I, I, I'm learning about the transgender community through her and I really appreciate her being so open with it because that's a very personal journey that she's sharing mm-hmm. and. I didn't even know there was such a thing as, as facial feminization surgery. So that's a really interesting thing to learn. I think that the more that people are able to learn and educate themselves about things that they don't know and understand, the more they will accept it. I agree. I agree because like much like we were talking about drag queens all the hate towards drag queens, which we don't fucking understand. I know. Literally. The more you learn about their community and how beautiful it is, it's like the more you realize that there's, it's a nothing burger. There's nothing to be threatened by like at all, (laughs) at all with these people. So yeah. Yeah. But speaking of learning, let's talk about murder. Okay. You're up. Yes. Real quick. I just wanted to say hi to some of our new cunties. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's do it. Our new cunties in the UK. Oh, shit. In Austria. Hmm. Our new New Zealand cunties. Wait. We, hey. We, that's on our high list mm-hmm. of citizenship applications we're going to apply for. Yeah. Absolutely. Brazil. Nice. Netherlands. Ooh. Norway. South Africa. Hell yeah. Sweden. Georgia, Finland. Malaysia, Singapore. France, Germany, Ireland, Philippines, Denmark, Guatemala, India, Italy. Nicaragua, Portugal, Spain, Switzerland. Holy crap. We did a whole world tour somehow. I Y'all. Know. We just wanted to say hi to all our new counties. And thank you for listening. Yes. Real quick. Hot second. That's amazing. I know. It's because of your marketing. You know that, right? No. <laughs> We'd call you out by name, but we don't have your names. But we're Yeah. We're not creepers like that. We know. No. Yeah. I mean, we could find you if we wanted to, but we're not creepers like that. <laughs> we really couldn't. Don't be scared. God, I was no. kidding. I was kidding. I took that joke too far. I do that sometimes. I You're good. <laughs> so again, our premise now is still family crimes, but we get to figure out, well, you, you tell me, am I supposed to figure out who? Is it a man, a kid, or woman cut? Or am, are you going to tell me right off the bat? I mean... I'm not going to tell you, but I think you're going to figure it out pretty fast. Okay, let's go. Ready for me to tell you about Amy and Drew? Yeah. Hodge and... Amy and Drew. Amy and Drew. Amy was 34, Drew was 31. Let me see the last name. H-O-E-N-I-G-K-E. Whoa. Help. I knew this was going to happen. That's okay. We'll spell it out when, when we see the episode, but you'll see it. H-O-E-N-I-G-K-E. H is in Henry. O is in Octo... Ho- Ho- Hojaniki? O is in October. 
E is in Edward, N is in Nancy, I is in Igloo, G is in George, K is in Kilo, E is in Edward. There you go, everyone. Okay, moving on. They live in a rural area of Sullivan County, Pennsylvania. They moved there from their previous home in Montgomery County. They lived in a home that I would like to say was idyllic. Mm. You know, farmhouse with wraparound porch, acres for their two-year-old daughter, Hedis, to run around and play in. Hedis? H-E-D-I-S? H-E-T-T-I-S. Hedis. Hedis. Interesting. I like it. It sounds like an old school name. I like Mm -hmm. it. But I can't say those things. I can't. You knew that was coming, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead, they lived in a rundown house with multiple outbuildings. The front door of the house was blocked by things on the porch, and there were large stacks of firewood close by that they used to heat the house, and that was the only form of heat. In the kitchen, there were stacks of dirty dishes, and around the sink and on the counters, the kitchen table was covered in dishes and other random items. But Amy and Drew, they were lucky enough to be blessed with another pregnancy. The baby was a boy, and he was going to complete their little family. Naturally. Oh, Yeah. So sweet. If you couldn't figure it out by now, Amy and Drew, they didn't exactly live the most conventional life. In fact, they didn't pay attention to time or days, and were raising their children that way as well. What? Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> this isn't like a farmhouse, like where you wake up at do- the crack of dawn, and you do work, and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, you have a timed, today's the day for this, and then, oh, by the way, maybe we should send our children to school? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. So, of all the unconventional ways to live, I've never heard of living and not paying attention to days or time, and I think that's just fucking weird, but to each their own. Yeah, hey, okay. I mean, like, do you just go to bed when you want to go to bed? Like, I can't imagine sleeping with the sun out. I mean, I do it, it's called a nap, but I wake up in a couple of hours. Did, do they have jobs? Like, eight to fivers, or what? what's the situation there? No. Drew did have a job. It was not an eight to fiver. Okay. But as far as I could see, Amy did not work. Okay. I mean... I'm just trying to think, because, like, the only reason I get up in the morning, probably like you, is because I got to fucking work. And that's about it. but, you know, even when I don't work, I still wake up, like... Oh, 7, 30, 8, sometimes, 9, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it happens, because your body's like, I'm awake. I mean, I'm lucky if I can make it to, like, 8 or 9. Right, same. Yeah, I think my body's just so trained now, but okay. Yeah, so... When Amy went into labor on January 14th, 2022, that's right, guys... I got a new one for you. Whoa, my eyes are shut so big because I was like, wait, you're doing like yesterday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yesterday. Isn't that a song by Hilary Duff, Yesterday? So yesterday. I don't know. It was, look it up. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when Amy went into labor on January 14th, 2022, she chose to have a home birth, which shouldn't shock you. No, bless you for that. Amy's friend, Bridget Minks, who was uh, who had gone to nursing school, was there for the birth along with Drew. Okay. So she had someone who... Has some experience. Right. That's good. Yeah. So I kind of forgot to mention this. Bridget didn't pass the test and was not a licensed nurse. Oh, no. Okay. But little Mako, M-A-H-K-O, Mako... That's it. They've got some great names for their kids. Okay, I'm going to give snaps to their kids' names because those are just unique as hell. Mm-hmm. He was born on the family couch in the living room. Oh, my God. 
I'm sorry. That couch has got to go after that. I'm sorry. Like, can we be real? Like, you gonna keep that couch? Well, do you put plastic down first or like a tarp? You should. And I mean, Jessa Duggar gave birth to all of her kids on the exact same couch and she still has it. Oh, no. I mean, okay, I don't have kids. So sentimentality. I do have sentimentality. So I get that idea. I would never give birth on a couch. Right? Like the birthing tubs I've seen to me, make more sense. First of all, they're inflatable. You fill them with water. All your gets in there. You pop the baby out and you toss the tub. What do you do with that water? Do you just dump it out in the yard like you would with a baby pool? Goodbye. Then you got all the blood. Where are you going to put put all the blood on the tarp? You're just going to like fold up the tarp? and I don't know because you have your baby in hospital. I know. I do. Tell me. I'm sorry. Personal opinion. Personal opinion, if you have home births, God bless you. I, I don't know how you do it, but I need that fucking epidural, That's y'all. That's what I'm saying. Bless bless y'all for doing that, though. God dang. It's just my opinion. Just personal, personal thing. What, the, what you do, you boo-boos. Exactly. Anywho, I digressed. So baby Mako, born on the couch, sweet baby angel. Mm-hmm. Got it. So Drew did what most dads do. He went back to work after the baby was born. Right. And Drew was working several times over, helping remodel a house. Okay, okay. So that's what Drew did. Got it, okay. I was holding that in the pocket gotcha. to get there. So while Drew was at work, Amy and Bridget struggled to keep little baby Mako alive. Well, yeah, that's terrifying. He was having a hard time breathing, even though there were no issues during the actual birth. Amy and Bridget called 911, and everyone lived... Happily ever after with rainbows and unicorns. Remember, new year, new podcast. And we're done. Okay, cool. So for today. No, unfortunately, that's not what happened. Remember the unconventional lifestyle? What happened? Remember? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and as the home birth suggests, that includes not really being down for modern medicine. Uh Uh-oh. So, okay. Now's the time to bail if you can't handle terrible things. Okay. I'm giving you an out. This is your shit pothole warning. It's about to get bad. Mm. You can just assume what's going to happen. And I'm going to tell you, shit pothole, bail now. Come back in a little bit for Jesse's good times. Mm. So when baby Mako was having trouble breathing, Amy and Bridget used herbs and teas to keep him alive. These two created a breathing tube from a straw from one of Hedis's water bottles and used a peppermint oil infuser to try to keep him breathing. From Amy's own account, Mako passed away in the early morning of January 17th after becoming limp and turning blue. Oh. Drew said they didn't call anyone when Mako started looking sick because of their distrust in medicine and they were afraid for Hedis. See, Hedis had been a home birth as well, but she didn't have a birth certificate and she had never been vaccinated for anything. And they weren't trying to hide Mako's death. They just didn't want to lose their daughter by reporting the baby's death. See, because if the police showed up, since Hedis didn't have a birth certificate, she was undocumented and nobody knew she existed. Oh, so they could take the child away? Yes. But here's the thing. If if it's biologically shown to have been born, this 
head is born to these two people who are U.S. citizens, right? Like, Well, they would have to prove all of that. They would have to do blood tests and then go, yes, yes I am. And then yeah, now we got a thing. Even if you have a home birth, you still have to file for a birth certificate. You still right. have to prove this child is born and exists. Right. They never did any of these things. Oh, come on, guys. So this child technically doesn't, doesn't exist. Right. So, so if she when tried the to get... authorities show up. Right. There's a whole big problem. You know, child services is going to step in mm-hmm. until they can prove who this child is. Got it. Because until they can prove who she is, she could be a kidnapped child. She could be mm. anyone. Okay. Got it. Okay. So they weren't trying, according to Drew, they weren't trying to hide Mako's death. It was just a... Concern for their daughter. Okay. Okay. But... Wouldn't you be more concerned about your baby who's dying? A hundred percent. Like I, I would be, wouldn't give a shit at that point. I'd be like, call whoever. I don't care. Right. Life flight. Let's Hide go. Hide in the bedroom. Exactly. Carry my baby outside to the fucking helicopter that's going to take to a hospital. Right. But if you already don't trust doctors and medicine, then you right. would do none of those things. Right. So finally, on January 20th, Amy did call 911 and she reported that she found her son dead in his bassinets. Real quick, though. She had him when? January what? 16th. Four days later. When the responding officers showed up at the home, you're going to love this, they found Drew sitting on the couch drinking beer with Amy next to him and Hedda's playing on a laptop at a small table. They told the officers that Mako was upstairs in his wooden bassinet. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there's a dead baby upstairs. You might want to go handle that. You want brewski? What bear, the bro? fuck attitude is that? So the officers found Mako in the bassinet in Amy and Drew's bedroom, wrapped in a blanket and wearing a knit hat. Next to Mako was a diffuser and a container with remnants of burned herbs. They also discovered that little Mako's body had already started to show signs of decomposition and he had passed away three days prior to Amy making the 911 call. Oh, God, that's just so sad. So, obviously, investigators continue to search the property at this point. Yeah, right? no, yeah, no. Because, obviously, something's not kosher. Like, <sighs> they, they show up on a 911 call saying a baby had just passed away in its bassinet, and they're showing signs of decomposition, so there's your probable cause to search the property. A hundred percent. So downstairs, they found a wooden box that Drew had built to be the coffin for Mako. Drew told the police that they didn't follow through with burying the baby because the ground was too frozen. So they were going to go ahead and bury the baby. They were going to go ahead and bury Mako. And nobody was ever going to be the wiser because they had no intentions on ever reporting that she had him. Right. But the ground was too frozen because it was January in Pennsylvania. So they were like, fuck, I guess we do have to call the cops now and have them get rid of this body, essentially. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I'm, mm. So according to the police, Mako was actually dressed for his burial. And Amy told them she had rubbed essential oils on his back and put kosher salt on his umbilical cord. Essential oils fix everything, everyone. Okay. I have so many things. Keep going. I can't. Oh, because it gets worse. Oh, no. You thought it couldn't get worse? I was hoping it wasn't going to. 
It's about to. Oh, no. So Amy and Drew would also confess to the investigators this was the second time they were burying a baby, that they had buried a fetus behind Amy's parents' house. The fuck? The police sent cadaver dogs over to the home on September 15th and got a positive response to the location where Drew indicated the remains were buried. I'm just really amazed that they're just like so nonchalant about dead children. Like, this is not normal, guys. Like, this is not Mm -mm. good. No. No. What the fuck is happening? They're just like, oh, by the way, yeah, we also have another dead child and they're over here. What? Like, like you bury a a pet. Yeah, no. What? Mm Mm-mm. No. And, like, what are they telling their daughter about all this? Exactly. Like, this is just... This poor little girl. And you know what? You know what I find really weird? This is what I find so fucking weird. And this could just... I don't know why, like, this gets me. They're all anti-medicine, anti-this, anti-that, live in this house, only have firewood for heat, all this other shit. But they have computers and internet that their daughter's playing on. Right. Right. Like, okay, that's acceptable. I don't trust doctors, but I'm going to get on the Google where they, like, track everything. Literally. Literally on the grid. I, I bet it's DuckDuckGo. Don't worry. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it is DuckDuckGo. Yes. Okay. Back to this terrible situation that I felt horrible about reporting, but we... I'll tell you then. Here yeah. While they lived their unconventional lifestyle, they still believed in cell phones. See? And cell phones? Yes. Oh, my but God. But here's the thing. And thanks to Amy's uses of hers, the night Mako was born, we know what happened to him because she was texting a friend updates. Amy, Amy, Amy. You think you are, like, voodoo oil, off the grid, outbuilding rundown house situation would teach you not to use fucking cell phones but here we are so on january 17th at 905 she said bridget had been working on mako to working to keep mako breathing for 12 hours and that something was stuck in his lungs and he kept going blue they were able to get him back but after hours of fighting his heart gave out oh my god that's awful while Drew was at work after Mako's birth, Amy sent him five text messages between 6.03 p.m. and 1.58 a.m. detailing the efforts they were using to keep Mako alive. First of all, I get he's several towns overworking, but like she just gave birth. Why wouldn't he go to work, work on the house, and then come home at night? To check on her and the kid. I'm right? right. I'm with you. Like Especially since he knows the baby's having problems. Getting I find that weird. Yeah, a, a, a lot a lot of things right now are, are weird me out. My spidey senses are all over the place. Like, so many red flags. So, at 9.38 a.m. on January 17th, Amy texts her friend to tell her that her son passed away and that, I quote, he looks much more peaceful. Because he... First mm. of all, who says that right after their baby passes away? I don't know. Who says that? I, I don't know. Like, I would be so hysterical that I couldn't text you. I, I would, you'd probably be in a coma. Yes. You would have to be sedated. Yes. Period. I would be in the hospital. Exactly. I mean, if I was Amy, I wouldn't be in the hospital. Well, but. granted. <sighs> so Amy and Bridget used a cell phone and a laptop to search for infant care techniques related to breathing. They're Googling how to try to save the fucking baby. Which, yeah, the answer on every single one of those posts was fucking call 911. Probably at the very top, the top 
section says, if your baby is not breathing, please call 911. What is it anytime, anytime you call any doctor, even if, for instance, you call a doctor to do Botox, the first thing they say is if you're experiencing an emergency, emergency, call call 911. Like Jesus Christ, guys. Like you could call your dentist. Exactly. Who does nothing, has nothing to do with anything. They clean your teeth. Exactly. And they're like, please call 911. Like, come on. Oh. So, Amy and Drew were arrested and charged with, ready? Involuntary manslaughter, aggravated assault, recklessly endangering another person, and endangering the welfare of children. Bridget Mickus, the, quote, uh, in quotes, nurse friend, mm-hmm. is facing the same charges because she helped deliver the baby. Yep. Prosecutors admit that it is not illegal to use alternative forms of medicine during and after birth, but Amy and Drew had a responsibility to set aside their personal beliefs to save Mako's life. A hundred percent. Amy and Drew were released from the Columbia County prison on a $150,000 bond. I think it was $150,000 each. I'm not quite sure. Mm. And as of today, they have not gotten trial yet. Oh, shit. So this trial is going to be interesting. I have so many, so many things here. What you said at the end there is exactly right. Like, I'm actually surprised they didn't get improper disposal of a corpse too with the with their other kid, right? Like some sort of like something to do with the corpse yeah, because like, but at, th- at that point, like, they already have enough charges. Like, they're yeah. probably gonna be. This yeah. reminds me of the, the the parents that feed their kids like veganism when they're like infants mm-hmm. and they basically starve them to death essentially and i have an ex-coworker she doesn't work there anymore that she's a vegan and she says that when she has a baby her baby's gonna be vegan and we've tried to tell her that you can't do that like sis like this is i'm gonna say some things that are very much my opinion right now okay yes. i don't have children i literally don't have a uterus in this game it doesn't matter i'm gonna say this okay i feel like as a parent your number one job is to make sure your child is safe period Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. matter to their point what your belief system is okay right i also feel like food choices religion choices and also who they marry and love and who they are as a person are all things that your child i feel should make decisions on and not you that's my own personal opinion i understand bringing children up in the religion that you yourself believe However, I also feel like it's a good idea, again, I don't have kids, to leave a back door open and say, if you don't believe this, that's fine. Find what you believe. Or if you don't like being a meat eater, fine. Find what you like to eat. You know what I'm saying? When they're old enough to understand those things versus a an infant child. So I feel like infants, not a doctor, not a doctor, didn't go to doctor school on the break. What? You yeah. had a month, girl. Come on. I know. I was busy putting together Legos it, and diamond painting. And driving um, people to the 911. <laughs> but I feel, I feel that newborns and infants need so many nutrients that they can't get on a vegan diet. Right. And it has been proven. Obviously, there have been, like I said, there's been cases of people brought to jail because of it. So I'm just going to leave it at that yeah please don't come at me that's a personal opinion i'm not a doctor if you did it i'm happy for you that your child is happy and healthy and all the things mm-hmm. but uh, i would i wouldn't do it for my children infant. right for your choices and your children mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and again 
hey, hey, have a home birth. Nothing wrong with that. But just make sure you have that lifeline to mm-hmm. a hospital or have a licensed person with you. A doula. There's plenty of them out there. Midwives. Midwives are phenomenal. See, yes. And they have to be licensed. They have to be licensed. They know exactly when things are turning yes. south and they will call. And you know what? 911. You know what? Jessa Duggar, uh-huh. she's been transported to the hospital twice at the end of her home birth because mm-hmm. she was bleeding too much. And then exactly. I think she actually did have a hospital birth with her last one. Yep. And that's the thing is like, it's not so much like not, it's... Do what's right for you, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yes, always just err on the side of caution when it comes to children. That's all. Like baby, newborns especially. Because they, they, so they, many they things can't can go help wrong. themselves. We, we have to do it for them. And so like, yeah. Yeah. Also, the mother, she could have bled out. Uh-huh. Any number of things can go mm-hmm. wrong in a birth. That's, that is a very, what I like to think of like birth is like takeoff and landing on an airplane. You know, like the two most dangerous times in an airplane or take off and landing. Once you're up there, the likelihood of something happening is pretty slim. But like, I feel the same way with birth. Like the takeoff is the birth and landing is the death, right? Like a lot of shit can go wrong in between, you know? Oh God. Anyway. I, you know, I feel like after giving birth twice to three kids, you do that math. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there's no reason to be in pain when you're doing it. Get the epidural. Oh, hon, I'm with you. The least, the least, the like, least amount of pain that you have to like, inflict. I don't understand those people. They like, I want to experience it all. Why? Absolutely not. Why? I, I wouldn't if I if I were gonna have children. Absolutely not. I would. I'd be like, as soon as I get in this door, I need to be a 1960s level of under. I want to be under that much to where I don't feel anything. It's just like, oh, hey, <laughs> well, there's a baby in my arms, right? That's how under <laughs> I want to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So. I mean, I just don't get it. And again, that's my own personal preference, but okay. I don't understand the whole, but I want to experience it. I experienced it great. I experienced the whole shebang mm. and I had complications both times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I experienced it all. And we're good. You're yeah, like, I don't, I don't need experience that we're good. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to tell me about making <sighs> me happy? Okay, so I'm going to make you happy with a, an incredible woman, star mom. Oh, goody. For sure. Goody. Did, see what happened? Uh-huh. Cunt star mom. Uh-huh. Star mom. Weird, right? I was like, this is crazy. That's why I was kind of like, this is, it's funny how the synchronicity synchronicity started happening again. So today I'm going to tell you about a Texas lady, MJ Hagar. Mm. You know who that is? Mm. Do I know who that is? Sis, I know. Well, we're going to tell all y'all's outside of Texas who MJ Hagar is. because She asks me silly questions sometimes. <laughs> like, do I know who that is? I do. I do ask silly questions. So MJ Hagar was born on March 16th, 1976. <gasps> oh my God, we're almost birthday buddies. I know. I was like, oh. She's going to love this. She was not born in Texas, Fairfield, Connecticut, but her family moved to Cedar Park, Texas when she was seven. So pff, whatever. She's a Texan. We're going to claim her. At least she didn't come from California. I'll claim a few Californians. Depending. Yeah. Why not? I mean, okay. So she's like Lizzo. Lizzo born in Detroit, but Houston claims her because I mean, let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. So her biological father was unfortunately abusive. 
And she remembers as a little girl him pushing her mom through a plate glass door at age four. So that's why she was separated. And that's why they moved to Texas when she was seven. Her mom, when MJ was 10, remarried a Vietnam veteran. And I like to think that this probably influenced some of her later decisions in her life. Mm Mm-hmm. In 1999, at age 23, she got a BA from the University of Texas at Austin, Hookham, where she studied, you're going to love this, criminology. Of course she did. Sociology, philosophy, and world religions. This bitch is getting it. That's a lot to unpack right there. Yeah. Eventually, she received an executive MBA also from UT in 2016. So you may be wondering, like, 99 to 2016, that's a hell of a big gap in history there when it comes to like school and this is due to her being commissioned into the air force through ut's rotc program where from april 2000 to march 2004 she was an active duty maintenance officer for aircraft she worked on f-16 fighting falcons and b-2 stealth bombers and she received captain grade officer of the year in 2003 for her work on aircraft where she was responsible for 75 percent of b-2 maintenance yeah, bitch, come at me telling me or any woman that they can't be a mechanic because she won an award for it and she did 75% of B2 maintenance. I mean, I don't even know how to check my oil. <laughs> right? My oh, Carl like, tell me it's fine. <laughs> In 2004, she was selected for the Air National Guard pilot training program and she completed it at the top of her class. Of course she did. Then she went on to three tours in Afghanistan as an HH-60, I'm going to say PAVE, P-A-V-E, or PAVE, Hawk helicopter pilot for search and rescue and medevac missions and flew over 100 missions. From 2007 to 2011, she was a pilot and trainer at the San Jose Counter Drug Task Force as well, and she taught people how to do, like, you know, the search and rescue missions and also, like, drug and all that kind of stuff. It's insane. So she's already a badass, in other words. July 29th, 2009, MJ was in her third Afghanistan tour for a search and rescue mission when the helicopter she was flying was shot near Kandahar with her and her co-pilot inside. MJ was injured with shrapnel launched in her arm and leg, and during her descent to the ground, she returned fire at the insurgents, saving the lives of the injured people in her medevac helicopter and the crew. Of course she did. I'm sorry. Like, this is like a movie level moment. I mean, right? Tom Cruise couldn't have done that. No. Not in real life. I mean, don't be, don't be wrong. No, like, he couldn't have done that in a movie because he wouldn't have been able to, like... I mean, don't he's OT-10, Amanda. Of course he can. Through Scientology, he is able to transcend the boundaries of time and space and heal himself. That's why he can do, like, halo jumps and shit. Come on, Amanda. God. I fucking hate Tom Cruise. <laughs> I hate him so much. So then, so what they did was crash to the ground. They loaded everyone into another helicopter. And because they were so small, like they, the helicopters are very small. She and other, and with other people had to stand on the skids to fly out of there. So this bitch is injured. Okay. Shrapnel in her arm and leg, holding onto the skids of a helicopter after she just shot at insurgents that shot down her other helicopter and getting out of there. I just want to say... What? Perfectly healthy. I couldn't stand on the skids of a helicopter because I would be having 
such an anxiety attack from my fear of heights that I'd fucking fall off because I couldn't fucking breathe <laughs> and hold on. You'd just be looking around like, nope. You just let go. Jesus, take the wheel. Here's what would happen. <laughs> They'd be like, you need to get on. You need to go on. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to save you. I'd be like, bye, Felicia. Yep. Nice try. Bye. <laughs> just waving as you're falling. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have even gotten on. I'd be like... I'll get the next flight. I got the next one. It's fine. It's totally chill. I'll be fine. Down here with the insurgents. We're, we're good. I'll make friends here. Maybe I'll cook <laughs> them. I'll make them dinner or something. But bye. <laughs> oh, God. So obviously, because of this is an, an incredible feat, she was awarded the Purple Heart in December 2009 and a Distinguished Flying Cross with Valor device in 2011. Here's her full list of awards. 2008, California Aviator of the Year. 2009, Air Force Association Outstanding Airman of the Year. 2013, Foreign Policy, the Leading Global Thinkers of 2013 Award. 2015, Army Women's Foundation Hall of Fame inductee. 2017, Merrimack College Honorary PhD of Public Affairs. 2018, Red Cross Metro New York North Exceptional Service Award. So let's just say she's been doing some, some really good shit. She did fully recover from her injuries, and her flower blossom tattoo on her upper arm is actually there to cover her scars. But she, it's not really so much to cover them. She likes to think it's like accentuates them. Like she's proud of them, and right. so she wanted to get some like artwork on top of it. I was like, fuck yeah. She got a lot of shit for them too, which I think is disgusting. Right. As we know, tattoos don't make a person. Right. In an effort to advance her career after the military. So she was medically discharged, obviously, for this. She wasn't allowed to go back into the Air Force, but she wanted to stay in the military. So she was allowed, she was trying to find a ground position. So the problem is she ran into an issue called the combat exclusion policy. She was medically discharged, right? And this policy was put in place in 1948. And this policy meant that women couldn't serve in ground combat units. This must have stuck in her craw because she was like, absolutely not. She rallied against it. And the ACLU saw this, reached out to her in 2012 for her to have a, write a signature on their petition to have this lifted as part of a lawsuit against the federal government saying like, we're living in 2012, guys, like... What are you talking about? Women can't serve in ground combat missions. That's insanity. Their lawsuit failed, but it drew the necessary attention because in 2013, the policy was lifted. So now women can serve on the ground, partially due to MJ Hagar's like pushing and her visibility for it. She was also well known to other advocates for change in the military and has not hesitated to raise her voice about issues that affect many women, like sexual harassment and assault. One time she said that, and this is so fucking gross, a male doctor insisted that he do her gyno exam, even though this was not his area of expertise. She told her superior and said, like, look, I'm going to press charges. This guy's like pressuring me to get a gynecological exam from him. And he's not even, that's not his specialty. They said, oh, no, no, we're going to handle it. We're going to, you know, take him. Don't worry about it. And guess who she runs to at an awards banquet? That doctor. Mm -hmm. She left the Air Force less than a month later. MJ married Brandon Hagar in 2011, a guy she knew from high school. They have two sons and stepchildren from her previous relationship. 
And so during 2011 onward, she's kind of like living her day-to-day life. And I guess she must have been bored because she decided to run for a Democrat in Texas's 31st district as a U.S. representative against John Carter in 2017, which I loved. Her campaign ad was called Doors. I'm sure everyone remembers the that ad. Do you remember that ad? It was really good. It was like her with her door, her helicopter door that was all shot at. I'm sure. It went viral. Even Lin-Manuel Miranda saw it. He tweeted, quote, you've made the best political ad anyone's ever seen. I should be asking you for help. And he was the one who made Hamilton. So he knows an artistic vision when he sees yeah. one. You know what I'm saying? She unfortunately lost the election by three points. And it was John Carter's closest win in nine elections, which don't get me started on term yeah, limits. That's a whole get start on that. Yeah. She then went back to the campaign and trail in 2019, this time against John Cornyn for 2020 U.S. Senate seat in Texas. She won the runoff and was even endorsed by Barack Obama. In this campaign, she focused on supporting the Affordable Care Act. She lost by 10 points this time, but still received 4,888,764 votes. So I don't know. That's phenomenal for me with Texas, you know? As of now, MJ currently lives in Round Rock, Texas, and I am crossing my fingers that she starts to run again in the future. Haven't heard anything from her in a hot minute, but girl, there's some 2024 elections come up. Let's go. Somebody got to run against Ted Cruz. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> you, you and Beto should run against Ted Cruz. Fuck it. Let's go. What if she ran against Greg in four years? Oh, that'd be great. I would love for her to be our governor. Could you imagine? I'm just saying. So she got a lot of shit for her tattoos on the campaign trail. They're like, oh, I can't believe all this. It's like, I'm sorry. She's a combat veteran. Oh, God. And also, even if she wasn't, who gives a shit? Tattoos fucking fall in the same category as what happens in my bedroom, Mm -hmm. what I do with my body. Like, stay in my business. Stay in your lane. Mm Mm-hmm. It does not fucking affect you. Nope. Does not fucking affect you. It's just like Fetterman, the Pennsylvania Senate guy who won, who's like 6'8", and the entire time on campaign trail, all he wore were like hoodies. And from what I understand, he, part of the reason why is because he had like some sort of like medical condition or some, or some sort of surgery, and it was just more comfortable for him. But I'm like, and he won, and he wore hoodies on his campaign trail. So it's Can like, you why does it matter? Had done that though? Huh? Can you imagine if a woman had done that though? Oh yeah, no, that'd be a whole different thing. 100%. He was getting shit for it. And he's a man. I can't even imagine what a woman would get. But it just falls in the category of it doesn't fucking affect you. Yeah. So shut the fuck up. Pretty much. Exactly right. Exactly. What it, she has on her body. She's not telling everybody to go out here and get tattoos and forcing people to get tattoos or anything. It's like this was her way of getting over that trauma. And far be it from any of us to, to judge how people get over their own trauma in their own past and own history and want to make it something for themselves. But anyway, she does have a book out. I forgot the name of it. Oh crap. I think it may have been called, oh, it was called fight like a girl. (laughs) It's called fight like a girl or shoot like a girl. One of the two is the name of her book. I need to read it. It must be amazing. But yeah, so cross your fingers. I hope to see MJ again. Cause when we voted this last, what was it? 2022? I didn't see her name on the ballot and I was like, damn, I hope she comes back. I mean, I think she could take Ted down. Oh, God. Somebody, please. Oh, my God. All the memes when it got cold. 
of Ted and his Texas mask at the fucking airport. Oh my god. As I had, I saw people tweeting before the the thing hit. Like, hey Ted, do you have your plane plane flight ready? Do you have your tickets and <laughs> your hotel booked in Cancun for our next snowmageddon? This is great. Oh my god! Like all the memes, it was so great. I, know. I loved it. I mean, yeah. Oh, it's a shit show. <sighs> anyway, but yeah, so MJ Hagar, I want to do a local gal because I was like, man, we never talked about her before. We need to bring her attention back to this this lady who's doing some really awesome shit. I think it's great that you did someone local because my Patreon is local. Oh, cool. Speaking of, we do have Patreon series is going on. February is a filler. And to February get to, us to our new series that we had to postpone just to make sure. We gave it the time that it was due. Yes. Because it is a very serious topic. Yeah. We want to make sure we had enough research and time to do it. So bear with us. Thank y'all patrons for... We did not want to rush through this one. Yeah, absolutely. But thanks for coming ag- uh, along with us on this journey in 2023 <laughs> again. <laughs> you know, it's like that meme I sent you. Which one? 2021 plus 2022... Was 2023 and you crossed out the zeros and it was 666. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Yeah. And then I was like, hail Satan. <laughs> you know and what I mean? was like, and then the first, like, what are we on? Eight days of January. I'm like, yep. Yep. It's 666. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, on that note, thank you all for listening to us. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.